1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to all of you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our God wants to have an intimate relationship with all of us. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus Christ into this world to save us, to make that opportunity of an intimate relationship with him available to us. Although the opportunity is there for us, most Christians don't have and enjoy the intimacy with God That God wants to have with us and most of us don't know how if we wanted to I got good news there are pathways that each and every one of us can take to increase our intimacy with God every one of us needs to learn what those pathways are so that we can have and enjoy the type of intimacy with God that he desires with us so without further ado let me share today's message with you it's called pathways to increase intimacy with God but before I do I got a question to ask you are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, get three, four, four, five around you. Tell them it's time to be blessed up in the house of God today. Come on, get three, four folk, high five around you and tell them to have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. And I'm telling you, you're about to get blessed up in here, up in here, up in here, up in here in Jesus' name. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 3. And let's get ready to get a little bit further into this word that God gave to me for you, to give to you, so that we can all walk in victory. God's got great things planned for us. And, for, and so there's certain things he needs us to be able to understand as we move forward into the things he has in store for us. This year is an awesome opportunity for me and you. This year is one where God has given us an invitation to draw near to him. Hallelujah. Which is a precursor for him doing in our lives what it is he wants to do. It's a precursor for him to be able to do in our lives what it is he wants to do. That's that invitation that he's given to me, that if you make a move, he'll make a move, and he's telling us about that move. Today, you're going to learn a little bit more about it, and I'm telling you, it'll be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. At least that's my desire for you, having you to hear what the Lord is going to say to you. We're, of course, continuing the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is pathway to increase intimacy with God. Pathways to increase intimacy with God. Whereas we get an opportunity to be able to draw nigh to God, get closer to God, and become more intimate God with God than we've ever been before. To have a closer, familiar, and usually affectionate relationship, personal relationship with God like he desires us to. But in order for that to happen, we must do what it is he wants us to do so that we can be able to step into that relationship that's available to me and you. That level of relationship, excuse me, that's available to me and you. So we're going to read our foundational text, move on into today's information, which I'm telling y'all is going to bless you real good in Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 3, we'll start reading at verse 13. It reads, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us, to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And of course, we know that that's speaking of Jesus Christ, who is our elder brother. He's our Lord and Savior, and because he's our Lord and Savior, he is also our elder brother. Because we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we've been given the privilege to become children of the Most High God. For the Bible says he came to his own and his own received he not. One translation says neither did they know him. But the Bible goes on to say, but to them that received him, gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. But well, just like Jesus is the son of God, we too are sons of God. Those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But at the same time, we don't just want to be sons. We want to be sons like Jesus is. We want to be the same kind of son he is. We found out about studying scripture that that word son is the word huya, which is talking about a son. But it could either be a close son or it could be a, 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 a distant son. It could be an immediate son or it could be a remote son. But we want to be the same one Jesus was. And since he called him his dear son, he was letting us know that he was close, that he is intimate with him. And so we want to be close and intimate with God this year and accept the invitation as he's extended to me and you to draw nigh to him so that he could be able to do what he wants to do. Praise God. Turn over to James chapter four. Of course, we learned we are already that one of the things that Jesus did was to be able to pray. He was a man of prayer. He was constantly in prayer with his father. Communicating with his father, spending time with his father. And of course, we saw the level of power that he walked in when he walked the face of the earth and not to mention what he achieved as well as received as he walked the face of the earth. Well, we want to be able to achieve and receive like he did too. At least that's what God, the father's desire for you. But we need to do what it is he needs to do so that can happen. James chapter four, verse seven, it reads, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Of course, we can go on further, but I'm not going to get into that part right now. But trust me, it is coming up, praise God. But we're going to work right now on the part that God is inviting us to draw nigh to him. God wants us to draw nigh to him. He wants us to get near him, to, to to make ourselves get closer to him, to be able to approach him, to be at hand with him, to come to him, and to come near with him. That's the invitation that God has extended me and you. I'm telling you, if he, if he extended us money, we'd be there. Praise God. If he extended us a new ride, we'd be there. Praise God. If he told some of you singles that you'd have a new honey, you'd get there so fast it ain't funny. But when it ain't nobody but God, that bores a lot of people. Praise God. Amen. But when it ain't nobody but God, that, that doesn't interest a lot of people. Praise God. But the creator of the universe is extending his hand to you. I'm saying I'm giving you an opportunity. Come on, draw nigh. So that I can draw nigh to you. Draw nigh. So that I could draw nigh to you. Make your move. So that I can make my move. Do what I'm asking you to do. So I can do far beyond anything that you've ever asked me to do. He's making an invitation to us. And letting us know, come on, draw now. Come on closer. Come on, spend some time with me. Come on, spend a little bit more time with me. Come on, get, get, begin to start spending your days with me, your evenings with me, your time with me. Because there's some things that I want to do for you. And there's some things I want to do through you. Of course, we have learned, praise God, that prayer is a pathway to intimacy with God. We've been learning that prayer is a pathway to intimacy with God. We found out in the book of James, fifth chapter, that the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Much as in much, praise God, largely. It does way beyond what you think it'll do. That's why God is inviting you to do such a simple thing so he can do great things for and through you. He's asking you to do such a simple thing so that he can be able to do great and marvelous things for you. Just a little bit of the time that I give you. 24 is what I give you. All I'm asking for is a little more of what I give you. That's what he's saying to you. Praise God. He says, "I, I, I gave you today. I gave you the strength to be able to make it through that day. Use some of that strength and come and spend your time with me that you may see that there are great things ahead of thee.
0: God's inviting
1: us to be able to draw near to Him. Praise God! If God is, we found out. Praise God! That God listens to our prayer. He hears our prayer. Praise God! And we found out that being God's and being God's people has advantages. Praise God! And that is that we get a chance to be able to live our life beyond anything we could ever imagine. So, what the psalmist said, "Oh, how happy!" Praise God! Of course, speaking of the people who of the people of God who draw near to God. We found out that God is inviting us to call unto him. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 33. We left left off somewhere around here last time. We'll pick up on it right here this time. God is inviting you and me to draw nigh unto him. Inviting us, my God, an invitation is being extended to us. To come on, draw nigh to him. Jeremiah chapter 33. We'll start reading at verse 2. It says, Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof. The Lord that formeth it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Here's the invitation. Call unto me and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. He said, I'll show you. Last time we out together, we found out that means to stand boldly out opposite. That he'll stand boldly out opposite and display things to you. Exhibit things to you. Show things to you. Manifest things to you. Make them readily perceived by your eye and understanding to make them plain and clear to you so that you can see exactly what it is he wants to show you. He'll announce it, praise God, to be able to make sure you don't miss it so that you'll see what's there, see what's on the way. See what you can have opportunity for you if you just spend some time and pray. He'll expose it to you. Praise God, pull the cover off of it. We find out he'll predict it to you, to declare it or tell it in advance, to foretell the future for you. That's if you spend the time and do what it is he's asking you to do. We found out in the amplified. He said, "I will announce and declare to you things that are come, that are to come, that will happen in the future. God will show you what's happening in the future, so you don't waste to have to spend your time or your dime calling somebody up to claim they can, that they know what's going to happen for you ahead of time. Call me now, and I'll tell you your future. No, they won't. They'll tell you your future is that you're going to be disappointed." Because none of what they said is going to come true. Because they're just bilking you. But God ain't asking you for nothing but time. Just spend some time with me. I'll tell you. Because I got some stuff I need you to see. I'll show you things which much shortly come to pass. We found out he'll explain some stuff to you when you get there. He'll explain some stuff to you when you get there. To make it plain. Hallelujah. And clear by rendering something understandable he'll make some stuff understandable to you that was not understandable to you before. Whereas before you didn't understand it, but you'll understand it after you come on through God's door. That he'll assign assign a meaning to something to to interpret it for you so that you can then be able to understand what's been going on. So instead of you thinking, well, this is why this is going on, God said, no, I'll tell you why this is going on. I'll tell you what's happening to you. I'll explain it to you, interpret it to you so that you'll know exactly what it is that's going on around you. He said he'll make it clear to us and cause, uh, make clear to us the cause or the reason of something so that we'll know what it is. And then he'll make it known in detail. What kind of things he'll do that? Hidden things, things that we knew not of. That's why the message Bible phrase God says that I'll tell you marvelous and wonderful things that you could never figure out on your own. That's if we come on, spend time with God, not just in the house of God, but also at home. That if we just do that, like God is asking us to do. You know, he's been saying this since, you know, um, December 31, last year. Praise God. As we came into this year. Man, I wish I had a, I could find out. No, maybe I don't want to. Find out how many of us have actually been taking advantage of that. Or how many of us are still going along life's way. Doing the same thing with everything else in your day. Except for doing what he asked you to do. And that's just pray. It's just to spend time with it. Well, I ain't got time. Get up a little early. Why I ain't a morning person. Go to bed a little later. Praise God. Why I ain't a morning person. Well, just stay up a little later and pray. Praise God. Turn Leno off and just give him that part of your day. Amen. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 29. One of the reasons why we find out he want to do it is because there's some suddenlies he want to get to me and you. Some straight ways he want to do for me and you. Some stuff that he want to do quick, fast, and in a hurry. But with what measure ye meet, it'll be measured to you. We're in Jeremiah chapter 29. We'll start reading in verse 11. See, we who are intimate sons need to learn to take advantage of our increased intimacy with God. And the advantages that our increased intimacy provides us by calling upon him instead of everybody else. We need to retrain ourselves to call upon him instead of everybody else. Because we've trained ourselves to call everybody else. Now we've got to train ourselves to call on God. I'm talking to saints up in here. We've got to train ourselves to call on God. Those of you who are new to the things of God, I'm not limiting you. I'm talking to the ones that's been in this thing longer than you. In fact, it's quiet as kept, they need to be more retrained than you. Because they get a little comfortable in their Christianity, thinking they've got it all together and they really don't have to do what they used to do. He done came through for them on a couple of their prayers. They got the job they want now. Now they done... Prayer time got shot after that. Praise God. Amen. They got the man or the woman that they wanted, whether it was the one that they walked away from them or the one that they wanted to always be with them and stuff. They got them now. So because of that, somebody else is occupying that time. Praise God, rather than the God divine. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They got a little cheddar up in their pocket now. Praise God. (laughs) You know, eating a little better. That's why they sleep a little bit more. Praise God. And, 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 And rather than do what God has got in store, you know. But God is saying to us, he's inviting us, Praise God in verse 11. He says, he's telling them, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. The literal Hebrew says an end and an expectation. God says, I'm going to give you your end. God will tell you the end from the beginning. And I'm going to give you your expectation. I'm going to tell you what to expect in your life, as well as everything else that could go on in your life. See, God is inviting us to be able to come unto him and call unto him. Why? Because he said, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. That word thoughts right there abstractly means means intentions or plans. Intentions or plans. That's why many translations say, I know the plans that I have towards you. God has plans for you. God has intentions for you. In fact, God created you for a reason, and he's got intentions for you. But yet, you'll never find out those intentions until you spend time with him like you're supposed to. A lot of people ask me, and say, Pastor, I want to know the will of God for my life. Spend time with God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Spend time with God. Just spend time with God. I can make it deeper, praise God, because I know how to do that. But just spend time with God. Praise God. Just hang out with him. Talk to him a little bit, and he'll talk to you. And he'll begin to start sharing with you some things that it is he has in store for you to do. See, God wants you to pray to him. He wants to fill those voids in your life that's in your life. And the number one void that he wants to fill in your life is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. He wants to fill those voids of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. It's one of the reasons why he wants you to pray to him. So that you can come to know the will of God for your life. Turn to Colossians chapter 1. The truth is anywhere near told. Church of the living God is one of the most aimless groups of people on the face of the earth. No different than it was with the children of Israel. When they were first delivered out of Egyptian bondage, they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Why? Because that's type and shadow of what happens with the believers. Delivered out of uh, 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 Satan's darkness and still wandering. Satan's got you going in circles. Dum, dum, dum. Round and around you go. He got you going in circles. Tum, tum, tum. Because you still don't know the will of God for your life. Colossians chapter (laughs) 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9. Here Paul is writing to the uh, Ephesians church. Now this is one of Paul's prison epistles, praise God. It's one of those that he wrote while he was in prison, praise God. He was writing to a people that was imprisoned, worse than he was. See, he was imprisoned in a natural jail. Theirs was emotional, mental, spiritual. Or oh, no, they were set free spiritual, but they no natural and emotional and 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 and, 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 and mental. they in a mental jail. So he wants them to be set free of that so that they can be able to be free to live out all it is that they're supposed to do. Of course, the theme of this book, in mean, many people's, many theologians' minds, is the sufficiency that's found only in Christ. Because Christ is our sufficiency. That's all we need, praise God. And see, God, you know, you know I love this book because this helps you to understand what do we really need while we're chasing all this other stuff. What is it that really going to be satisfying to us while we're chasing all this other stuff? He wrote, he wrote right here in verse nine. He said, for this cause, we also, me and my boys, since the day that we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire. Now, this is, this is what he prayed for him. This is his desire right here. That word desire right there, pray. The, the, the word desire means to pray and to desire or to pray that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See, that's what he's praying for them, that they be filled with the knowledge of his will, that they be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That word filled right there is the word, the word which means to make replete, to make replete. Literally, it means to cram like a net, where you just cram it and just keep pushing it in and pushing it in until it's like straining. God wants to keep pushing in you and pushing in you the knowledge of his will with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. He wants to keep pushing it in you and pushing it in you until you're filled and you can't fit nothing else in. Praise God. He wants to push it in you and push it in you. That's good because see, if he got you filled with the knowledge of his will, you'll never receive anything but his will because you're already filled. Are you listening to me? One of the reasons why many of us so easily go astray is because we ain't filled with what God has to say. You know, we, filled with, we, we, we we got empty spots all up on the inside of us that we're trying to fill. Praise God. That's why we changed 16 hairdos in 14 days and stuff like that. Praise God. Because we're still trying to find something, Try to find ourselves. I don't know nothing about what I'm talking about, dude. Praise God. But a, a, Amen. God wants us to get filled with the knowledge of his will. Crammed like a net. It means to level up like a hollow. Whereas we got potholes all in our mind and in our lives about what it is that we're supposed to do and, and how we're supposed to handle this and how we're going to make it through. We got all these potholes in our lives. But God said, I'm going to fill it with this cold patch called the word of God, the knowledge of God, the wisdom of God and the understanding of God in such a way that it's a level it up and stuff like that. So you quit ending up on the side of the road in a ditch, you know, praise God. You know, life doesn't let the air out your tires. Praise God, because you ran into one of those potholes that's even in your own mind and in your life. God said, I want to feel that for you. That's why he got folk praying for you. That's why he got folk praying for you. That's why he got folk praying for you. Praise God. A lot of times he got folk praying for us because he know we ain't going to pray for us. Praise God. So he put other people on assignment. You pray for him Praise God. Hallelujah. Pray that they might be filled with all this. Pray that they might be filled with this. I need them filled with this knowledge. I need them filled with this wisdom. I need them filled with this understanding. Praise God. Well, why do you need them filled? That they might walk worthy of the Lord, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance in life. That's what he wants to do. He wants to fill it up because he's got something for us, something he wants us to do. Somebody he wants us to be. A way that he wants us to be. He needs us to fill with the knowledge so that we can be all that it is that we're supposed to be. That See, fill does not mean just a small measure. But instead sat satiated with a full measure. God's, gonna, God, God's not going to give you a little bit when he gets ready to give you this. God's going to fill you with this. It's like when he, when he get a crack, when he get an opening, he's just going to fill you with it. In such a way, as, I mean, he's just going to fill you with it. Praise God. Get ready to get full of the will of God. Get ready to get full of the knowledge of God. Get ready to get full of understanding. Praise God. Because if you begin to start bending your knee and opening your heart and opening your mind up to the Lord, the Lord's going to start pouring, praise God. It's going to pour over you. It's going to run like oil from the head down to you and begin to start filling every crack and crevice on the inside of you, whereas you'll always know exactly what to do as you move forward into what God has in store for you. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning God really does want to be in a closer, more intimate relationship with you and me. God not only wants to have a close, intimate relationship with us, but He's opened the door of opportunity into a closer, more intimate relationship with Him. Now, I don't know about you, but I plan to take advantage of the opportunity and increase my intimacy with God. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 785 That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassi Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Where the Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And to all of the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desires draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, i got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that Bible brought here to San Antonio to help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people to done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere, and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. you go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until... A hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP Transportation Service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it could be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is with or without your boo. And your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at a Word of Faith essay. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.